This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Hey guys, welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John, and I am sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man? I'm doing great, John, as always, man. I'm, I'm always excited to get in here. You know that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> this, this is part of the, probably one of my favorite times of the week. Like, I really look forward to getting in here and uh, recording a podcast. For sure. It's always a good conversation, and uh, I feel the same way. I love hitting these podcasts, getting some information out there to you guys and gals that need it. And um, today's episode, very important episode, I would say. And uh, let's dive right into it. So today we're going to talk about referees. We're going to talk about cameramen, commentators, managers, and even more. I'm going to talk about finding your success in the side roles within the pro wrestling world. Okay, so just because you have not found success as a pro wrestler doesn't mean you cannot find success in the pro wrestling business. Mm -hmm. As unique as it is, the pro wrestling business mirrors other businesses in a lot of ways. And one of those ways is entry-level positions that can lead to better opportunities down the line, as well as a side position that could even become your new primary focus. You might find that out today that the reason you're enjoying one of these other things you're doing in wrestling so much is because you're probably better suited for that. Maybe we'll figure that out today. But this very podcast was inspired by a post in our Facebook community, guys. So head on over to Facebook. Join our private Facebook group. It is at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. We got this question about discussing some of these side roles, these entry-level roles in pro wrestling. I'm going to expand upon it a little bit by talking about um, referees and managers, because I'm telling you right now, right off the bat, I don't consider those to be side roles. Those are super highly specialized, very, very valuable and important roles, but they are other roles that you can get into and still make a career in pro wrestling. So some of these roles we talk about today are what I would call entry level, and some of them are just other highly important roles in the business. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So something that doesn't get discussed in most pro wrestling schools is how Oftentimes, your first experience with pro wrestling, the pro wrestling industry, is going to be as something other than an actual in-ring performer. You know, we're going to touch a handful of positions that circle the wrestling business in and out of the ring and behind the curtain. And for some, these positions may be the gateway to becoming a pro wrestler. And to others, these positions may actually be the final destination with a solid level of success that you can hold in some of these. So, uh, right off the bat, I want to talk about the gopher. All right, so there's a level of humor to this one. Um, a lot of a lot of businesses and sports teams and stuff have what you would call a gopher. Right. Um, uh, it's a you know typically this is an unpaid position relegated to the son of the promoter, right? <laughs> All right, but they do exist. Okay, this is something that you can actually offer to do at a pro wrestling company if you'd like. And of course, by gopher, what I mean is go for as in G-O-F-O-R, you know, a person whose purpose that night is to go and get whatever a wrestler, a referee, or the promoter, or anyone else right. actually needs in the locker room. That might range from freaking food at the concession stand to drinks, maybe change for their merch table, duct tape for the pro wrestling ring, batteries for the microphone, a variety of things, guys. There's typically a gopher in a locker room. And um, I said there's humor involved here, but I've also seen aspiring wrestlers offer to be a gopher in a locker room um, and a few weeks later, they'll be in a better position. They might be running a camera. They might be, you know, helping security or something. Yeah. Or if they were pro wrestlers already trained that showed up and wanted to get a position, offered to do this one, did it, come back the next time, they might be in the ring by that point. Okay. So just 
Letting people know that you're willing to help goes a long way with getting yourself hired in a pro wrestling company. Yeah, John, I've done this uh, position uh-huh. actually. Yeah. Here. Uh, we hosted um, the UWE here. Right. And that, it, it was awesome, man, because it was the first time uh, setting up here, mm-hmm. and they didn't have enough chairs. Right. They ran right, out. Right. So yeah. I'm running around trying to get chairs yeah. out of everywhere, calling people. We got chairs here pretty quickly. And then uh, after that, man, I walked around and I was cleaning stuff up. Yes, I, yeah. I was pulling the mop out. Of course. Like, like I was mostly just out in the stands and stuff and yeah. trying to make sure everything was running smooth and, right. and all that. But I, it was funny. My um, uh, sister-in-law was here and, mm-hmm. she, and I was dressed kind of nice. I was yeah, in yeah. nice jeans and yeah. like a pearl snap shirt and looking good. She's like, you're the best dressed janitor <laughs> I have ever seen. Uh, out there I was mopping over the there, floor. Yeah, mopping hey, the floors that's up. okay. That's part of it, guys. And guys... Uh, Showing that you're willing to do things like that goes a long way with promoters, especially because they're so busy on the days of shows. Yeah, They're so, so busy running everything and talking to every wrestler that has a problem and directing traffic and all that good stuff that having someone there that can help go do little things like this to take something off the promoter's plate, major factor. Yeah, so it, they appreciate it greatly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the next position I want to talk about, really, really getting into those entry-level positions, is security guards. This was my entry-level position in pro wrestling. I was ringside security, and I will say, you know, dark beard, muscles, and a frown made me a shoe-in for a security guard position. Um, But it terrified me, because I only look mean, guys. I'm actually pretty nice. So the thought of, like, strong-arming some drunk guy did not appeal to me whatsoever. Luckily... Never had to do much more than help guide fans to their seats or assist in like a, you know, security might get called in to help with like a wrestling brawl if you got to pull apart some wrestlers or something for the show and all that stuff. That was always fun. But um, let's talk about some tips for being a great security guard. So, number one, this goes way back to some of the episodes we did early about packing your gear bag. Always, I don't care where you're going, what you're doing, pack yourself a black polo or just a straight clean, nice black t-shirt, something solid black, mm-hmm. something like that that can look nice. Pack yourself black polo, black slacks, black shoes. I don't care where you're going. I don't care if it's the local VFW. I don't care if it's the WWE. Pack yourself black polo shirt, black slacks, black shoes. Um, the company might provide you with a shirt to wear, maybe. Then again, they might not. They might actually just ask, hey, you got a black shirt. And if you say no, you might not get used right yeah. there based on that. Depending on the size of the company, If they need three security guards and they've got five extra talent in the locker room and they say, I need three security guards and only three of them have shirts, those are the three that they're going to pick, right? I promise you, I've seen it. So um, one of the most important things to remember, though, as a security guard is ultimately you are doing a job. Do not, and I've seen this happen, I see it happen to this day, don't get lost sitting at ringside and watching the show so much that you forget to do your job. The odds of you being you know, needed to stop a fan from attacking a wrestler are probably pretty slim. But the odds of you needing to, and this goes right back to what Aaron was just saying, the odds of you needing to grab a mop and clean up a spill are very high. So do your job well, treat it seriously, and help out beyond your job description. So that was always my thing. Um, There's a a great story out there um, uh, from the guy that uh, invented hot Cheetos. Okay, I love that. If you ever go, if you want, you want to read a cool book, go read the guy that invented hot Cheetos. Go read his book because he started out as a janitor and he created the formula for hot Cheetos and became a millionaire. It's a great, great story. But I always took away from his story that he's like, when I was a janitor, all I had was um, that he, this is what his father instilled in him. He's like, all I really had, I was a janitor, and all I had was my last name. And he was like, it really meant a lot to me that 
if somebody walked through the lobby one day and said, wow, what, the floors are freaking crazy sparkling. Like, yeah. why do they look like that? And they would be like, oh, that was uh, Richard Montanez. He did this. It was. Mm-hmm. He's like, I wanted my last name mentioned. It was really yeah. important to me to always have, or like if one of the big CEOs were like, holy crap, my, my office was cleaner than it had ever been ever. Like, yeah. uh, who was on cleaning crew last night? Oh, it was Richard. You know, like, he, he wanted his name mentioned. And I always took that, even in pro wrestling. Like, yes, I was hired to be a security guard, sit in the corner, like, guardrail at ringside. You know, in your head, you're like, oh, I'm going to have to stop people from rushing the ring. That really doesn't happen that much, guys. But a fan spilling popcorn, spilling their drink, um, uh, getting lost and not being able to find their seat, yeah. those odds are high. So help those people and do it beyond your job description. Help them out. I mean, be sure you're there if you're needed in the show or whatnot. Right. But... Like, just don't look and see somebody spill their drink and just be like, hmm, not my problem. Mm-hmm. Look, guys, you might, you might just go get somebody else that it is their problem, yeah. or you might actually make it your problem and help yourself, all right? It's totally okay to go above and beyond, especially when you're trying to impress someone that you're wanting to get a job with. Right. It is okay. So a security guard, great entry-level position. Always pack that black gear. You know, and, you know, if you're like, man, my gear bag's already so full, wear your black shoes when you get there. Like, you already got them on your feet. And then you take them off to put your training shoes on or whatever you're going to do that night. So you got your black shoes with you. A shirt and pants don't take up any space at all. Like, always bring that stuff with you guys and uh, be ready. You never know. So moving on from the security guards, I want to talk about the camera crew. So one great way to help out on a show is to actually start by being a spotter for a cameraman. If the company has a cameraman working... As a spotter, you're going to be responsible for making sure the cameraman doesn't like walk backwards into the side of the ring or the guardrail. Um, you can protect the cameraman from falling or being fallen upon. Like if he's looking through the lens of a camera and a pro wrestler is jumping off the side of the ring and he's not really realizing it, he might you know guide him by the back of his belt and get him out of the way and all that stuff. That's important. Keep making sure if he's got a cord under his feet that the cord's not getting tangled in his feet. All that good stuff. Also being a gopher for the cameraman himself. He may need certain things at certain times. That's a great way to start if they already have a cameraman employed. If a company doesn't employ a camera person, maybe it's time you volunteer. Um, ask if you you know if they'd like you to record their match or matches. If they have a camera or even the, the a cell phone or something that they'd like for you to use. Most companies like to be able to see their product at some point, at least certain matches. It might just be certain matches, right? Um, but it might be the whole show. I've known at least one person I know um, very well who encountered enough events without cameras that he started bringing his own nice camcorder, recording the shows, and offering it to people. And he actually started off by like offering it to them for free, like digitally. Like he'd yeah. send it to them, their Dropbox. Hey, I recorded your whole show. I'm going to send it to you. He did that enough times with enough quality work that other places started calling him and hiring him to do it. And then he started charging everyone. Yeah. And hey, that's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. If you do a good enough job. So remember, that can be something where you can sell your services to promoters and work as their camera person, and that might actually become your job. You might suddenly realize, holy crap, I've got a, I've got a camera company, basically. Yeah. And the important thing when I'm saying this stuff, guys, is you want to learn it. You want to study and find out. Because, you know, what did he do when he started realizing, hey, this is something these promoters actually, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan. Of course, that's why he went to those shows. Right. I'm a big wrestling fan. I love watching it. So what did he do? He studied on how to edit videos, how to splice things together, how to, how to put cool transitions and all that stuff, which is pretty simple. There's free programs out there right now that you can get to, to teach you how to do that stuff. 
um, besides for actually actually taking courses and certifications and stuff you can also do um, but you know you can you can study video editing you can make some amazing highlight reels and sell yourself you know sell your services this could be your job in wrestling that you never knew that you needed that you could be a success at so keep that in mind guys there's always other options out there yeah for sure all right, moving on down, I want to talk about commentary and broadcasting. All right, so this is a genuine position that most companies are going to want to have, especially if they're producing like social media content, a lot of, or um, home videos. If they're doing DVDs or Blu-rays or something, they're probably definitely going to want this. Um, there's a high skill level associated with this job, in my opinion. At least you can tell the difference between a good one and a bad one. So having a good skill level is very, very important. Um, you can offer up your skills as a ringside or backstage interviewer. That's that's really a basic, like entry level position before you become like commentator. Mm-hmm. Is your like backstage interviewer? You hold a microphone for a guy, right? right. So be sure you're dressed for the occasion, right? If you're going to offer your services as that, meaning you packed your black polo and slacks because they can pay off right here as well. Yeah. Don't think that you're just going to shows to be a security guard. This is another way that they could pay off. Um, if this is a role that you plan to seek. You need to practice, just like anything else. Like I mentioned, there's a high skill involved here. It takes studying the great speakers in wrestling to make this a paying position. And with that being said, I highly encourage you to listen to our two episodes with Chris Burnham right here on this very podcast. It's a few episodes back, a dozen or so back. Um, He's been a a broadcaster in pro wrestling for two decades. Ringside, uh, Ringside commentary. Um, you know, digital commentary after the fact and also in-ring, like, announcing, like, actually announcing guys coming to the ring. We did two episodes, one about commentary, one about ring announcing, mm-hmm. and those episodes are available in our archives. You should go check them out. Yeah, there's some really good stuff in those episodes. They really are. I still hear about those from guys they, that say that those are some of the, the best ones that we did, so please go listen to Burnham. Um, he's been around this business for a long time. He's got a lot of good knowledge to offer you guys. All right, moving on. I got a couple more for you, and the first one I want to talk about is the referee. So, when it comes to jobs within pro wrestling, never underestimate the referee. A referee's skill level is as crucial to a match as a wrestler's. And if you don't believe me, watch a match with a bad referee. It's super distracting, and it's a downgrade to an overall performance. So, referees require extensive training, but it may be a role better suited for you than actual pro wrestler. So, you want to be a great ref. Study and train for it specifically. Watch great referees and learn why they are great. Don't offer this skill to anyone if you're not qualified. Don't just think, well, I guess so maybe I'll try to be the referee. Unless you've actually put a little bit of thought into what a referee has to do, I don't think you need to be a referee. I've seen, you know, like when push comes to shove and it's like a desperate times, people get thrown in that referee role. It's unfortunate because it's such a great role to have. Um, This is also a position where those black slacks and shoes are going to be coming in handy, right? You need your black slacks, you need your black shoes. The company will probably provide you with a referee shirt. If refereeing becomes something that you are really interested in, you're going to want to get your own shirts. And that's yeah. a great thing too, because that's your gear. <clears throat> that's part of your gear right there. Um, never consider referee as a secondary position, okay? Any great wrestler will express to you the importance of a great referee. And go out there and study some some great referees. There's, there's plenty of them out there. I'm talking about study how they move how they speak to wrestlers, how they dress, all that good stuff. 
And then at a pro wrestling school, you can typically get some pretty good training as a referee. And you're also going to need as a referee to know how to take the falls, the spills, the tumbles, the gymnastics, the gymnastic stuff that pro wrestlers go through. You're going to need to know all that stuff as well. So it's not just a position for someone that's, I don't know, unathletic or whatever you want to call it. It is a position for somebody that's very passionate about the wrestling industry and wants to contribute in a different way. I've seen some guys that that wanted to be wrestlers really succeed in this role instead and, and be super happy with their time in the business. Yeah, this is a role, like, I know I would love this role mm-hmm. if I was uh, to learn the craft, yeah. uh, to be able to do that, just to be in the rings and feel like, and be able to, you know, you know right. kind of secondary in there, but still performing. Yes, oh, you, for you, sure. You can, you can run the show. Absolutely. Uh, if you're not doing a good job, but uh, to get to see that action right there. Uh, we, Up close would, and personal, yeah, yeah. I would really enjoy that. Heck yes. Uh, it's great. I know some really awesome referees. I want to get some on the show. Um, yeah. There's two, uh, really three around here that I really, really like that I'd like to get on the show sometime. So maybe we'll try to do that in the coming year and new year. We'll try to get that done. So, all right, guys, let's talk about one more. Let's talk about the manager, the ringside manager, the assistant, the valet, whatever you want to call it, okay? Um, let's talk about it. So here's where a person struggling with a lot of the in-ring maybe theatrics, can still express their creativity and be a performer with a character, yeah. right? Ringside characters, managers, etc., have been key players in pro wrestling as long as there has been pro wrestling. So know your strengths. Your speaking ability should be pretty high in this role. Mm-hmm. Your value with a wrestler whose talking skills are lacking would be immense. You take a highly skillful talker, a manager, at ringside and put them with a wrestler that's maybe lacking in that department but who's skilled in the ring but not quite so skilled on the microphone you got a winning combination there guys so that is a great great way to help a company if you go to a company and you have managerial skills or you're working on your manager skills and you notice that they have a wrestler who's freaking awesome but doesn't seem to know their way around a microphone very quickly that could or very well that is a way that you could quickly get your skills in that company by helping that person out. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I mean, becoming a manager is much like becoming a wrestler in the style of like, you're still gonna learn how to do the bumps and stuff. You're gonna learn how to do promos and yeah. speak. Um, you do also have to realize that you're not the main player here, okay? Like that that's something, uh, cause I don't want that to sound like I'm trying to downgrade you there, but like the pro wrestler is, is the attraction, right? Mm-hmm. And you are their hype man. And that's very, very important. And it's a highly important thing, but I, I don't like it when managers seem to minimize their, their quote-unquote client that they have in the ring and whatnot. Remember that they're the star and that your job is to supplement the pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your job to portray them as something greater than how they appear. Right. And keep that in mind, guys. Um, a great, great manager can turn a mediocre wrestler into a star. And, um, I mean, there's great managers out there, of course, like Bobby Heenan, one of my favorite of all time. You've got Jimmy Hart. You've got, of course, Paul Heyman most recently. Like, WWE doesn't do lots of ringside personalities anymore, but they still allow Paul Heyman. He's a, they don't call it managers, an advocate. He's, he's like the advocate for Roman Reigns and then Brock Lesnar and all that stuff. So right. um, a great manager is something so, so important. These are all, like, Hall of Fame-level um, positions, you know, like that. That's I'm trying to get you to realize that it's not like you don't have to be like, I couldn't cut it as a wrestler. I had to be a manager. That's not really true, guys. If you're the greatest manager, that's a great thing to yeah. have. Who I, I I'm completely blanking, John. Uh-huh. But uh, the Undertaker, yeah. um, who was Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think. Of yeah, yeah. No, I, okay. I knew it was Paul. I couldn't think. Paul Bear. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think when early on with the Undertaker, mm-hmm. that he that really made the character. Oh, for sure. Me. I mean, that was because he's just silent, you know, giant. He had nothing. So without Paul Bearer, there wasn't much to really feed upon other than him yeah. just being like intense and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, even when he'd be out there and he'd be holding up the urn, yeah. you know, like you know, like he yes. was getting power from it and stuff like that. I mean, that that really made it like uh, for feel sure. supernatural, you know, for the Undertaker. Absolutely. No, I I loved it. I loved. I mean. When you really think about that managerial position, like I loved uh, all different aspects of it. Like even Stephanie McMahon being at ringside yeah. for Triple H for the yeah. longest time. Like I was such a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing that. And um, uh, anyway, guys, you know the drill. Like there are some great, great managers out there. And if that is a position that truly becomes, you know, something you're interested in, you should study from the greats and you should learn and you should apply your skills. There are some great managers in this area. I had one myself for years. I had a manager named Stevie Caballero and he's still performing to this day in the Tulsa area. I'd love to get Stevie on here. Maybe one day I can make that happen. But uh, um, there are some great managers in all companies. There's at least one or two great managers and you should check them out and seek their advice just like you would a veteran pro wrestler. Right. Like if you were trying to get more... Um, ideas about being a talented performer you do so with managers just as well treat them just like the veterans that they are well i john i guess what i'm taking away from the episode Mm -hmm. from what you gave us here is uh, i need to do two things yeah i need to make sure that i am packing my black yes. shirt. Yeah, yeah. I got black shoes. I got black That's stripes. Right. Like that is going everywhere. It's with very me. important. Yes. I, and you know, I'm not really looking for any of these roles, but I think I'm going to just pack that to every show just in case. Now, yeah, I'm just you gonna, never know. I'm just going to throw it in my car and it's going to sit there. You, you know? never know. That's right. Absolutely. And, and then don't be afraid to start. You know, in those positions mm-hmm. because they will lead to those other things. I mean, you could easily. I as I look at this, like mm-hmm. I mean. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I didn't have the opportunity sure. to, you know, to be able to train and everything. Um, but me and my brother would have been an awesome tag team. Yeah. Um, but man, I would. I right now, I can look at this, and I hadn't really put that much thought in it. I would enjoy almost every single one of these yeah. roles. Yeah. Because yeah. even now, with what we get to do, you know, I get to talk to pro wrestlers and stuff, and I feel a part of it. Um, and we mm-hmm. just started training um, a few uh, girls through the Strong Style program. Yes, yes. And like that is just, I just love it because we, I get to be a part, feel like a part of pro wrestling when I'm really uh, in that position as just a strength coach or for sure. trainer, kind of absent of it. But but it's interesting. I mean, like but, you're still a, a part of the business in a way. Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the I I can see. Uh, I, I'm glad we did this episode. I'm glad um, yeah. uh, that we got asked this question because I mm-hmm. I think this even helped me to open my eyes on how much how many roles there are and things that I would think I would enjoy doing just to help out that I want to do to be a part of it. And there's more guys. There's, there's really more roles. Those are the main ones, the main big ones that, that can get you involved, but um, there's more and maybe we'll come back and do another episode with another handful if, if need be. But um, yeah, like I said, I started with security. It was a great role for a time and I could train to be a wrestler before and after the show Mm -hmm. and then work security during the show and usually get a free meal or something out of it. Like, I mean, it was fine. That's that's how you pay your dues early, yeah. right? They talk about paying your dues. You help set up the ring, tear down the ring. You run security. You mm-hmm. do all these things. Like, they may, you may have to do a combination of these roles. You may be a security guard and a gopher, right? Yeah. Like, it's okay. It might happen. And if you if you if you're talented enough, they might be like, "Holy crap, uh, we need one less security guard because we need a referee." So you got to put a ref shirt on now and do this. Yeah. Hey, stuff happens, especially at these little independent shows. Mm-hmm. You never know. But the more you can help, the more kind that you are, the more likely you are to get a bigger and better role in the future. For sure. All right, guys. 
Head on over to YouTube. Subscribe to us on there. We are How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Also, you can get Strong Style, the strength training program that Aaron just mentioned at howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. You can train like a pro wrestler in your gym. Check out that program, guys. It's available right now. Well, thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.